0: Welcome back everyone to the Digital Tiny Room, I am your host Michael and I'm here digitally as usual with my co-host Benjamin, say hello as usual Benjamin
1: Hello as usual Benjamin, variation
0: (laughs) Um, We should tell people that we do that uh, little back and forth to sync up the audio because we're actually on different continents
1: Yes, well no we're not We're We're on different continents That's completely facetious as usual, a nice facetious start to the podcast Um, No, we're not on different continents, we're in different countries Michael, I've explained this to Ah, you before
0: Look Ben, this is the pop culture and movie podcast, not a geography podcast
1: That's only because you uh, didn't let me make it into a geography podcast Michael I think you'll recall there was a very nice 12 page presentation put together Suggesting that we change our tone, but no
0: No, Michael wants to talk about movies. I couldn't take any more chat about the Danube and why it was important to early Europe.
1: It is important to early Europe, for God's sake! You can't just you can't just sweep the Danube under the rug. It won't go away, Michael. Ben, let's talk about Um, the things we're supposed to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. uh, Think of that idea. Uh, uh, (laughs) That's pretty good. How are you, Michael? Yeah, I'm fine. Any, Any news? Yeah, look, Ben. I don't know if you've been following this, but there's a movie coming out called The Black Panther. The The Black Panther? Yes. It's about a bumbling French policeman uh, who's tracking oh, really? a, a diamond. No, Ben, it's not. It's called Black Panther, and it's about a oh. superhero. Um, ah, okay. Have you seen that there have been early screenings and people have seen it?
1: Yeah, apparently they're going bananas for it. Apparently people are going it's, bananas it's a... for it.
0: Um, interestingly... It's hard to find uh, any um, reactions to it about if it's any good. I mean, people are saying it's definitely good and it's important and it's uh, it's really sensitive. And I still haven't, like, I don't know if the plot's going to be any good. But at least it does seem to be that people who've seen it absolutely love it.
1: Okay, Interesting. So we, we don't know if it's a good movie. We know it's, it's culturally significant for several reasons, but we don't know if it's a good movie. Uh,
0: it's, it's, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of Wonder Woman. Ah. A fairly... Uh, ah. I'm, not trying to knock, I'm not trying to knock either Wonder Woman or Black Panther, but it looks no, like no. it might be a fairly by-the-numbers plot, but the fact of the, who the characters are, are what people are going to remember about it. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. But Ben, hmm. on that topic... Have you ever heard of the the group Down with Disney's treatment of franchises and its fanboys? Um
1: no. <laughs> now,
0: I'll admit, Ben, I'll admit not the catchiest name. No, but
1: not not great for marketing purposes.
0: So, Down with Disney's treatment of its franchises and its fanboys is a a, a populist group who kind of conspire to give movies that they don't like the cut of uh low scores on the likes of your rotten tomatoes and your metacritic (laughs) okay so their first target was um their first target was the last jedi and they oh they claimed success in damaging the review scores of of the last jedi on review aggregate aggregate websites for
1: example, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten okay.
0: Tomatoes being the major one, really. Um, so that's their kind of stated goal. They've been banned from Facebook, though. Oh, um, I see. They 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 targeted The Last Jedi mostly because of how many female characters there were and the fact. Oh, that I heard.
1: I, I I heard about this. Uh, a very a very salty neckbeard made a no female cut of The Last
0: Jedi. <laughs> I imagine it's quite. Safe.
1: I heard. Th- I heard something very similar. Oh, man, that's crazy. So are you telling me that that neckbeards have put aside their social anxiety and lack of people skills to bond together in in petty hatred of things?
0: No, I don't think that's fair on neckbeards, because I think some of these people are just flat-out racists.
1: Oh, okay. This is is less a neckbeard thing and less a gatekeeping thing and more just a good old-fashioned racism.
0: No, I think that it has... I think the gatekeepers and the racists have found a common ground, basically. Uh, Disney, bringing people together. Isn't that quite lovely, in a lot of ways? <laughs> um, the, I mean, it, it is comical that this is happening. Here's the thing, though, right? Um, the, I, in one sense, obviously, they're kind of borderline repulsive humans. I imagine quite a few of them are just trolls who are doing it for the lols. I'd say well, they do love a lol. I'd say there's only a tiny core group of them who genuinely believe that we should try and disrupt any movies that might star black people. But mm. um, the thing is, right? I, in in one way, I'm kind of happy that they exist because it highlights oh. the stupidity of how powerful Rotten Tomatoes has become.
1: Oh yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice kind of. Um... It's a nice kind of revealing look at aggregate websites, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it's supposed to be this aggregate site, but, I mean, they they don't really make it abundantly clear how their scores are assigned. Like, people see this 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and they think that that movie is a 91% movie. It's a 9 out of 10 movie. When in reality, all it means is that 91% of reviews of it are positive.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie. It means that certain people like certain things about it, and but those no, are the people that have voiced their...
0: But not even that. It could mean that like ninety-one percent of reviews are positive, but most of those reviews could be six out of ten reviews.
1: Oh, but they're still but positive. They are they, still on the positive side of the scale.
0: That's the thing. I mean, oh. I know we we go. I know we go back to Iron Fist a lot, but Iron Fist got nineteen percent oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not 19. a two. Yeah. It's not a two out of ten show. It's a four or five out of ten show, but yeah. it probably, in most reviews, got five six out of ten. But five counts as negative, so only twenty percent were positive. Oh okay. Which is which is you know you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Also, Real Ben. Really interesting.
0: Also, Ben. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Fandango. Do you know what Fandango is? Uh, nope. Fandango is a, as an Irish equivalent, it's a cinema version of Ticketmaster for the for the America. Oh, so well, Fandango, that's not very good. Yeah, if you're in your in your city in your America, if you're in your your Boston or if you're in your your Texas, New York. your Texas or your New York or one of those places, or your Chicago. You, yeah, for example, or your. However, people from Seattle talk, hey, I'm from Seattle. I'm just, so,
1: like, so over it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, if, you, if you're if you in one of those places and you want to go see a film, but you don't have a particular theater in mind, you'll go in your Fandangos and you'll buy your ticket there. So it's not like and there's... taking a look. It's not like there's no vested interest in, in Rotten Tomatoes
1: mm. in terms of ticket sales. Are you more saying it's... I- it's- are you saying it's it's not unbiased? Well, I'm how saying it things.
0: I'm saying I am not a fan of the of the group down with Disney's treatment of its franchises and its fanboys. Good. The thing is, I don't know if they mean the treatment of I don't think know if they mean Disney's treatment of its fanboys or if they mean Disney's fanboys. It's not a great it's not a great name.
1: It's yeah, it it doesn't really re- tell you everything you need to know. No.
0: And anyway, what was I saying? Uh yeah, I, I, although I'm against them, I kind of hope they take down Rotten Tomatoes. We oh we, okay, we move away from aggregate review sites who are secretly owned I... by the Illuminati.
1: Okay, okay, so all right, you're you're. You don't agree with the motivation, but you agree with the possible side effects of the conflict—the
0: very possible side effects. But I mean, like my 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 dis my dis my dis. The fact that I don't want them to give the negative review score to Black Panther is more important than the fact that I think we shouldn't care about Black Panther's I or Rotten Tomato score anyway.
1: No, okay. You you have a classic CIA conundrum. Where yeah, you're arming I- the rebels, but. The, the rebels might get out of control. We just we just don't know how it's going to go. What's that sound? Uh, that was a motorbike outside my window.
0: What is it? Probably a Vespa.
1: It's, probably a Vespa. <laughs> guessing from where I am. I'm gonna <laughs> go
0: somewhere quickly. <laughs> Move out of the way of my Vespa. Don't
1: don't, don't racially profile Italians. Stop I'm that.
0: not. I'm doing the accent. Uh, I'm from oh. Italia. Ben uh,
1: anything yes. else. Well, there was a little there was a little trailer dropped. Oh, uh, I see this what you've week, done Michael. there. A little trailer dropped there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There's wordplay. There's a wordplay. The new trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp came out uh, yeah. this week, Michael. Yeah. Um and I say Ant Man and the Wasp because yeah. they've kind of rebranded the Ant Man franchise.
0: Yeah, it's called Ant Man and the Wasp now, for example.
1: Yeah. Um but I think one of the most interesting things. is that in the new logo, they have equal billing. It's not Ant-Man. Yeah, but it's not Ant-Man and a little byline and the Wasp. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, they're equally sized things. It's interesting. And I think um, it's because they know Ant-Man isn't strong enough to carry a series on its own. Oh. Um, I think it's because of that. Did you see the first Ant-Man, Michael?
0: Of course i did ben you know i did what a ridiculous question
1: yeah sorry um but uh i didn't think the first ant-man was anything exciting i thought uh, it was right. a very i think it was probably the most phoned in marvel movie apart from dr strange maybe but dr strange was interesting visually yeah but i think it's one of the most phoned in marvel films
0: i think it was that I've possibly seen. ever so slightly better than dr strange but probably the best thing about it was michael peña and yeah He's he was pretty good. Not a lot to do with super heroics. He's just an interesting I think, little sidekick character.
1: I think it's way better that way. No, I mean, it's like, in terms of interesting plots, Ant-Man is kind of more interesting because it handles the espionage side of things, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, cause he's so small. Um, and yeah, but I think they knew that, I don't know, he's just not strong enough or or like, you know, interesting enough a character. But also... Mm-hmm. Interestingly, with her new billing on the top of the thing, w- the Wasp is nearly probably the most prominent female character that we've seen build in terms of billing. Yeah, like yeah, you have had... Black, if, in, if you have like Black Widow and stuff, but Black Widow has never had Captain America and Black Widow. No, and you, or... could, have,
0: you could have called Civil War Captain America and Black Widow.
1: And Black Widow, you could have because it's it's their own. It yeah, she's crucial. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It, Marvel is kind of. Taking a step forward and, and trying to push that uh, a little bit further, I think our diversity hires are, are going up. Uh, uh, what did ho, you think ho, of the trailer, ho, 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 Michael? Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> uh,
0: what did I think of the trailer? I thought it was pretty pretty generic, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it is. It's perfect. very much. A, it's it's the forgotten. It's the forgotten film of 2018 for Marvel, because you've got <laughs> Black Panther, which is this big cultural <laughs> shift. First black yeah. Red superhero movie, first African superhero movie, first everything. And looks like it's going to smash records for this type of film. And then you have Infinity War, which is obviously going to possibly... Just a monster. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if it does better business than The Last Jedi. I I don't think it'll do The Force Awakens business, but it'll do probably better than The Last Jedi, which is a massive film. Hmm. Um, Yeah, for me it just... Go on, sorry.
1: Yeah, for me it just looked like Ant Man, very Probably much Ant Man too. Out, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Ant Man too. <laughs> it's
1: just no, I know, but it's like an extended trailer from the first one. All the all the size gags are back in, yeah. you know, and that stuff. I don't know whether it's going to be as entertaining as it was the first time around like it's very funny to have a big climactic scene sorry spoilers for Ant-Man 1 if you haven't seen it um, where it's like on a child's play set with trains and stuff like that nah uh-huh, it's very funny because it's it's small uh, but they they don't seem to have changed that you have the the PEZ dispenser being thrown out the back of the oh, I thought that was thing. very good I like that yeah but oh. it's very it's, it, but it's exactly the same as the first one it's like oh look here's something that's never been very big oh now it's big Now it's big Now uh, it's big I'll keep, um, keep And the same free. The same with Pim Industries <laughs> Where it's like Oh look Look It turns out it has a suitcase functionality That the whole time Look at Michael Douglas look Shrink that down And brush that, that pigeon away
0: how, Where was the foundation for that building? That was very dangerous in California
1: That was so dangerous where they have So dangerous
0: I suppose the plan is If there is an earthquake Just shrink the whole thing And it'll be fine i suppose um be quiet for a second ben yes <laughs> sorry uh just remember <laughs> though this was a teaser trailer not a full trailer yes so
1: very true i'm very not surprised true.
0: that there wasn't anything startling and shocking in it Um mm, the one thing was true. imagine how startling and shocking the image of the big giant ant man giant man head is there a dog outside your place now what's going on there yes
1: sorry the, bloody dogs uh, it's not great Bloody vespas it's wow. terrible it's, i'm a dog it's an
0: italian traditional <laughs> um, anyway <laughs> to yes ruin the podcast imagine how yeah. shocking that giant man head would be if uh, civil war hadn't stole ant-man's thunder by by doing his giant man reveal in civil war i i
1: don't know why they did the giant
0: man reveal in civil war that was, oh, so, was great
1: it was so silly it wasn't it was, it was so great silly.
0: that was a spectacular moment that was the cinema i was in when that happened went <gasps> <gasps> I, it was just i did it was visually amazing <laughs> okay fair enough
1: i do really enjoy paul rudd kind of just being paul rudd again and yeah like, I, I love that that's my favorite thing about paul rudd he's just never been anybody but himself in anything he's ever been yeah. in. he's just kind of this guy who's like I, I guess i'm a movie star now
0: yeah okay here's your shield captain okay, cool. america
1: yeah, and it's just, it's very, oh, he's just so, like, I love his little back and forth. with Michael Douglas is like, oh, she has wings and blasters. And he's like, you, I guess you didn't have that when it was for me. And he's like, no, I didn't. It's just like, oh, okay. Oh. That, I think that's like Paul Rudd's entire career, though. It's like, oh, we're going to give you a sequel to Ant-Man. Oh, really? And he's oh. like, yeah, sandwiched between Infinity War and Black Panther. Oh, Oh, No, cool. this is
0: the other thing. I, what do you think? Where is this in the timeline? I think it's before oh. Infinity War. It
1: has to be before Infinity War. There is no because I think it's directly after Civil War because he's dealing with the fallout
0: with exactly. the FBI and stuff. So it looks he's like it's going to be uh, uh, six months earlier, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Casual I can, you know, I can handle yeah. that, which also means that he could be killed in Infinity War. Yeah. yeah, you could, you could, you could get rid of him.
1: I'd say I, I would imagine Go Michael on. Douglas will die in Infinity War. Oh, that's a good, Michael, good Michael Sherwood. Sherwood. The original, the original, the original Ant Man will kick the bucket mm. in, in, in Infinity War, but then uh, the original Wasp will come back to take his place in Ant Man ah,
0: Three. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully in a cap suit.
1: Hopefully. So, speaking of monstrous franchises that no one has any control over, Michael. <clears throat> oh, very good. Um, what have you I, dropped uh, there, Ben. I you want. Just- This is your first time ever
0: doing a podcast. Just going to make some more noise. Bloody Italians (laughs) on Vespas. Italian bloody dogs. Uh, Dropping pens. This
1: is not an anti... uh, Just so we're clear. This is not an anti-Italy podcast. I am living in Italy currently. Um, And Michael is just a a bloody bigot. Um, Yeah. um, Speaking of franchises that lead to high amounts of uh, neckbeard rage and and fandom bitching. Uh, Star oh Trek, God, Michael. Oh, God. You Star know, the people,
0: who, the people who watch these series are the people most likely to be listening to this. I don't care. And so, I, don't if care, look, Michael. I have a little bit of beard on my neck here at the moment. Yeah,
1: and I was going to bring that up after the podcast, Michael. I won't <laughs> do a podcast with a neckbeard. It's not going to happen. Uh, no. Uh, on a more genuine note I read some very interesting news this week Star what Trek Discovery Ben let me facetiously ask be- you what
0: was the news Ben what was the news
1: that uh, you read <laughs> Star Trek Discovery yes? Is doing exceptionally well Despite a poor opening couple of episodes It's, oh, it's one of I think <clears throat> it's hold, on
0: the, a, hold on a second I have to do a cough oh. <coughs> <coughs> I might edit that out I might not
1: uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, it's now the most talked-about show in the United States. Oh, uh, according to data from is it Parrot Parrot Meta Meta Parrot Parrot something? Anyway, something they like measure that. they measure the cultural impact of television shows, which is kind of a more interesting way. So it's it's less less crappy than an aggregate rating system. Yeah, and more interesting for our needs um, because they yeah. measure the cultural impact. Of certain shows, which is very interesting. Um, does so that yeah, include um, um, social media
0: mentions? I think so. It does. I and does it agrees. also include... Um, does it also include streams? Streams, I don't know. It does, Ben. That was a... Uh, I, I was I was. I was oh, setting up there uh, to yeah. say yes.
1: You led I, me down a merry path.
0: I didn't, Ben. I was trying to make you appear more intelligent. Does it also include... Oh, no. um, illegal torrents yes yes it does well done Ben
1: yes it does yes it does
0: yay I passed which is Um, interesting because it means that a media company is recognising the fact that a lot of these shows are consumed uh, illegally and are taking that into account when they're talking about the popularity of a show
1: yeah you probably should though
0: shouldn't you Like that makes a lot of sense yeah Especially if you're talking about moving away from traditional advertising and more product placement or yeah. other ways of making money from people watching your show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's quite useful how they compile it. Anyway, what interested me the most about this is uh, I was I was so my curiosity was so piqued by this. Piqued, yes. Um, that, that I went and watched the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Um, Go on. Which is very unusual for me because, as you know, I'm yes. not a Star Trek fan.
0: Well, Ben, you don't um, have to be a Star Trek fan to watch a TV show.
1: I know, but it would be unusual for me to even deign to bother with but Star Trek. But
0: isn't that an interesting thing about Star Trek? You'll watch basically the first couple of episodes of any new science fiction thing, but the fact yeah. that it has Star Trek in front of it has put you off.
1: Has put me off, but
0: no. Hold on before but, we move on. Before oh, we move sorry. on, are there any other preambles that would put you off? Would you watch a Would you watch a Stargate Discovery?
1: No, probably not.
0: Would you watch a Battlestar Galact Discovery?
1: Probably not.
0: Okay, so it's only if it's a famous. Fra- would you watch a Star Wars Discovery?
1: Christ, no.
0: Would you watch a? I can't think of any more star things. Would you watch... I, uh... you see, I,
1: str- I struggle with space. I don't like space operas. Oh. As as they are. I don't... Generally, not but a big... Space fan is the out. best, Ben. It, it can be. But I for me, the best Star Trek show that I've seen Go in on. the last while was The Orville. Oh. Um, which was a complete piss take of... Star Trek. Well it wasn't. It was more of a it's more of a blatant rip off at this point. Yes,
0: it is. It's just a blatant rip off of Star Trek to Next Generation with the occasional bit of poor comedy thrown in.
1: Yeah. I think it's like originally I thought it was supposed to be a comedy, but it's it's really not. You watch it and it's I think it's just Seth MacFarlane living out his John Luke Picard fantasy.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a loving remake of of uh Next Generation with a bit of yeah. reverence thrown in, but not much irreverence. Like it's no, it, it's pretty. And if anything, it's as as heavy-handed, if not more heavy-handed, with its moralizing than the next generation was.
1: Oh, I, th- I think it's more heavy-handed. I think it's a bit ridiculous. I've kind of been put off it, but I, I quite enjoyed the first couple of episodes. But I've, yeah, I've found the, that the the baby sex change silly.
0: one, the baby sex change one yeah. was a bit much. Not that there was anything wrong yeah. with the 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 message of the episode or the the te- the pacing of the episode or the writing. But just the combination of the whole thing, it was a bit, it was a bit on the nose. It was, it was
1: very on the nose.
0: I never thought I would say this, but it wasn't quite as subtle as Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: Which is I, quite a statement to make. I think that's the uh, first time that's
0: ever been said.
1: <laughs> yeah, so for me, I think the most interesting thing is that Star Trek Discovery is nothing like um, The Next Generation. Well, Or Benjamin, the original Roddenberry.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, the next generation is very not like the original one.
1: Yes, true.
0: They're 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 sorry, really no. they really are quite different. Those two shows. And um, like you have Kirk in the original, who's this renegade youngest captain ever. Doesn't follow the rules. He'll punch a punch an alien and seduce an seduce an alien woman and punch an alien woman if she gives him some lip. And then he'll classic, sed- classic Kirk. And like Kirk is he's like a space cowboy basically before Firefly made it cool. He there are rules, but they don't apply to Kirk. Fair. Whereas Captain Picard, the next generation, like the biggest the worst accusation you can make against the next generation is there's a kind of certain sterility to it.
1: Yeah, it has that sometimes.
0: They live in a very black and white world. Uh there's goodies and there's baddies. And Captain Picard is the rules personified into a person into a very charismatic sure. Frenchman who was born in England but has an American history. He's a very confused. We we character. know
1: someone slight we, we know someone slightly like that. Do we? We know a, oh, yeah. a, a Frenchman bound of English to But he's not um
0: his... he's he's not bald or charismatic.
1: Ah, come on! That's not true. <laughs> He's charismatic. I, I could see. Ah, I could see him commanding a Starfleet. Yeah, uh, like a, a, a small star, ship. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. It's you give him a little small ship.
0: Stuff. Nah, I'd be, be more business. of your. I'd be more of your Kirk type character. I imagine. If you're, Going if, around if punching alien if women. Our,
1: <laughs> if our charismatic Frenchman listens to this, and I doubt he does, but if he does, I, I'm it, right there. You you can have your own Starfleet any day. Look, even if he does
0: listen to this, he probably doesn't know we're talking about him.
1: (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um, But yeah, so I always thought of the original series as this hokey, crappy thing. Way past my... No, look, it's way past... It's way outside my realm of... Like, by the time it got to me, all of this stuff had become cliché. I think it's all really right. exciting for people much earlier because it kind of set all these tropes up. But for me, I'm already I'm in a saturated market. I live in a saturated space world where we do lots of space operas and space explorations and all this kind of thing. And sci-fi is a very established thing now, and it's huge. So it's it was too late for me to ever get into 60s Trek. Okay, it, it was never going to happen. So what you're saying and
0: then is, what you're saying is, you, you're not allowed to like things which are old no no the I don't only like, like new things
1: old. no no that's not what i meant at all what i meant was the significance of that series is lost on me
0: so because you, i things which were happened which happened before you were born you don't find significant the moon landing no, not, like no no we've been to the moon, moon landing didn't happen <laughs> joe Rogan.
1: we covered this joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Growing his hair back no. made him believe God damn it, stupid you're things. you're
1: sidetracking me from a goddamn point. Uh, <laughs> not that things that happened before me aren't significant. What I mean is, they didn't Star Trek: The Original Series, yes. Roddenberry's yes. run, doesn't TOS doesn't mean as much to me. Okay, because I came to a world that already had or has already paid homage to him a million times over. Okay, so to me, it just seems like a stack of cliches to other people they recognize it as the you know the starting point for a lot of those clichés. Do you feel
0: the same way when you read I mean, a Shakespeare? Sometimes. And you're like, "Oh, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet." And you're like, "Oh, heard it. I oh, heard it Hallmark
1: card. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: But no. You know you're what Like I mean, a plague I a plague on I'm both your bit... houses." You're like, "Oh, I saw that in bloody Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet." that's what happens with my boss anytime I'm late Um,
1: he just starts screaming out at me just like okay settle down Tom Um, hold on wait a second hold on first of all who's Tom
0: (laughs) second of all you don't have a boss I know for a fact that you're a student (laughs) what's going on it was a bit oh sorry um,
1: but anyway um, but anyway uh, then the next generation kind of interested me a little bit more but at times it's just incredibly
0: boring yes no yes
1: no you, yeah for me and then uh i remember i watched a documentary in between ever trying to get into enterprise is it
0: enterprise is that the, the well, next look, one can we talk about the next generation first or are we just going straight on to the enterprise now We're gonna, no no we can do next generation right, look, keep, keep talking here's about, the thing next generation. about next generation ben. Here's the thing about next generation next generation is roddenberry's vision perfected essentially um Roddenberry's idea was that Star Trek would represent when humanity reaches maturity. Okay. So there's no more racism. There's no more sexism. Sexism's gone. Racism's gone. Smoking is gone. Uh, Drugs are gone. Um, And and, uh, there is basically a perfect vision of humanity. Um, Okay. Which means there isn't a lot of conflict. The thing about um, Next Generation is, you'll notice, there's never any interpersonal conflict between the crew.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of pl- diplomacy going around. But
0: they never, even, mm-hmm. they never question each other. They never disagree over anything. They are just this perfect unit of paragons. Except for Wesley, but no one likes Wesley.
1: Yeah. There's, there's, there's the, the empathic woman character. There's the They do have the they do have
0: sexy lieutenant character. Well, I who's the ah? sexy lieutenant? Who's the sexy the lieutenant? Riker, no? Oh, Riker. <laughs> Riker. You've you've let a lot out about your uh your <laughs> y- your personal taste there then.
1: I have you ever seen the compilation on YouTube of Riker sitting down? Oh, he
0: sits down magnificently. It's uh it's a yeah, majestic city. He
1: always swings his leg. He's, he's, he spins the chair yeah. and does the AC Slater from Saved by the Bell every single time. Yeah. It was magnificent. There's a whole supercut of it on YouTube. We'll definitely link it below in the video. Oh, thanks, Ben. I now I have to find that and link it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no i'll send it to you after this but anyway you have your you have your outside observer in the form of data it's like i do not understand yeah and you have to you have to educate the robot on human ways he's not and a robot in other words useless exposition bot sorry android and android, an android? yeah is that what we call them yeah, he says it about eighty five times an episode. I am an android. I am an android. I am an android. Yeah, he's terrible. Uh, anyway, oh, you have no. your you have your disability but not real disability character in, Georgie, in Laforge. Georgie LaForge. Yeah. Um yeah. Um you have your you have your classic hyper male character in the form of uh what's that Wh- guy's Wharf. name? Worf, that's the one, that's the guy, got it. Um, and then you have a really pointless character in the form of the Doctor, who doesn't seem to do oh, much except worry. That's worried.
0: sexist, Ben. Um, the Doctor, it, yeah, yeah, probably not great. Um, Worf is an interesting one, because Worf is the badass of the crew, basically. And yes And he never wins a fight. <laughs> Anytime you need to show a baddie is physically intimidating, you just have them beat up Worf. I don't think he ever won a fight in the entire series.
1: <laughs> poor poor Worf. Yeah, and it, it creates
0: wolf. an effect then. Nearly every science fiction show for 20 years after had a Worf. Like a, a big, strong, badass character who when you needed to show someone was tough, you have them beat them up. Stargate had Teal'c. Yeah. Stargate Atlantis had Ronan. It, it became... Worf is now a trope.
1: Yeah, so it's a... Uh, yeah, strong in the bubble week outside the bubble, kind of kind of gig, yeah, but, you know, I think one of the interesting things about The Next Generation, having not seen very much of it, is that it is a different kind of show, and it doesn't rely as much on the beat up kind of thing, um, which, which kind of makes it significant in, in sci-fi things. There's not as many gun battles or all-out shoots, and I always found that the kind of Star battles to be kinda of silly. Which which are we talking Where, about? Where you know their ship is getting next generation. Okay.
0: Yes. The the starship battles in next generation are like uh ship of the line naval battles, basically. Yeah. They're two large ships. They're not fighters, they're capital ships. So they basically Yeah, exactly. So they're just they basically stand in front of each other and shoot until one loses shields. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's hilarious. And they shake the the room or the camera a little bit, and all the actors are like, Whoa! Ben, and you have some flashing lights. Stop
0: mocking like... things from the past! People <laughs> like things from the past! And then
1: you, you... and then you have things like, Status. Shields are 20%, Captain. And it's just like, Oh, oh no. 20%. Shield. One more hit, and we're done. Oh, no. What's Picard going to do? What's he going to pull out of the bag now? And he says, uh, Oh, blah, blah. Now, he Picard's a
0: lot more bloody. Committed than that, he doesn't go. Oh, 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 I don't, oh. yeah. He, he's
1: he's probably quite elegant. Yeah. There's only yeah. one thing to do, Lieutenant. There's only one thing to do. Load I'll on, talk to them.
0: tube seven. Fire <laughs> on my command. Fire.
1: Fetch me my, <laughs> fetch me my Macbeth. <laughs> I shall read to them. Look. Soothe the savage the beast. The other thing about the yeah. other
0: thing about Star Trek: The Next Generation is it's almost entirely episodic. That there are very yes. few threads running through. It's it. a case of the week. Um, Let's, what time, where are we for time here? Let's talk about, oh, bloody 34. Let's talk about Discovery, Ben. So, yeah. So, I think
1: what I like about Discovery is that all those paragons are kind of done away with. Mm-hmm. I, I was really interested. I watched the, the first two episodes and you have Burnham, who's your, your key, half Vulcan, half human. No, she's human. Compromised. Uh, oh, is she only human? Yeah. Human raised I by Vulcans. half Vulcan. Oh, She's fully human, raised by Vulcans. Spock. The oh, that's Spock is that's, half human, half Vulcan. That's why she laughs. Ah, you see, I'm mixing that up. Damn it, mixing up. The here's Vulcan. the thing, though, Ben. Um, here's the thing,
0: right? Here's a bloody annoying thing. I, I really like Discovery. Ahead. I've seen the whole series so far; it's very good. Um, here's the annoying thing: Why did she have to be Spock's hitherto unknown secret stepsister? I didn't why? know that. Why? Well, Sarek is Spock's dad.
1: Oh, that makes a lot so, of sense. So why,
0: why, I, uh, uh, it's a it's a bit of Star Wars syndrome. It's a bit of Star Wars prequel syndrome where we're doing a prequel. We have to meet everyone who we've ever met before in some sort of formative yeah. stage. So I wish she had just been a human raised by Vulcans instead of a human raised by Spock's dad.
1: Yeah. There would have been no harm in that. Like right, we've been um, we've
0: been hanging about with Spock for the past 30, 40 years, and he never once yeah. mentioned that he had a stepsister.
1: Yeah, which is a, quite, human a, stepsister. a human stepsister, stepsister, which is quite significant. Yeah, you know, in in terms of understanding a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I,
0: I don't know. Uh, also, I, I, in oh, I seem to have lost you there, Ben. Also, in in the the movies. Spock's mom was Winona Ryder and then in this show she definitely isn't Winona Ryder? was it Winona Ryder oh, it was no. wasn't it
1: was it Winona Ryder I don't know you'd, you'd have to I, I don't know I can't
0: remember now I think it I was I couldn't
1: tell you we'd have to look that up anyway anyway what? she's really interesting she's insubordinate yeah she tries to be logical um and she she fails quite often um because she's she's too human Um, And she's very, very arrogant, which I quite like, um, in her character. I I rarely get to see that in Star Trek characters. They're usually also understanding and patient and fine-tempered. And she's really not. Um, She quite often gets herself in in a lot of trouble. Um, I love the cowardly science officer. He was very interesting. I can't Um, remember him. Who was he? The kind of... Saru. Um, he's the... Yeah, he's the one who senses... Dick.
0: Yes, he travels with her, yes. Uh, that is, of course, Doug Jones.
1: Doug Jones, who I'm quite fond yes. of.
0: Yes. Uh, in later um, episodes, Doug, ob- the Doug jones of his performance really starts shining through. He starts doing the... Oh, really? ...the open palms and the one long the finger hand of wait a moment. Mwah, oh, mwah, mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he Joneses it up. He does Doug Jones nice. it up a little bit, but he's a great visual. I mean, he he really looks alien.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, Doug Jones has a, a really great way of kind of manifesting himself into those roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like that. I like the really strong bond between. This is the first time. This is the first time I've seen a bond between uh, commander and lieutenant that I didn't think was completely and utterly false and made up for the premise of the the thing. Um I, I really thought there was a genuine kind of mentor mentee bond between the original captain because I know yeah between the original captain of the first two episodes um Philippa Georgiou and uh, and Burnham yeah I thought she was I thought that was really interesting Look um, here's
0: the thing right D- discovery is I imagine Gene Roddenberry would be turning in his grave that discovery so just one thing first of all Aww. you having seen the first two episodes ben you're a bit out of the loop because the first two episodes are you spoiled. You oh sp- i'm going to spoil away but the first two episodes are very 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 different um from the rest of the series first of all ah, you haven't damn it you haven't met the the captain of the series yet you haven't met gabriel lorca Plays by Jason Isaacs. Which is Jason Isaac. And oh I love Jason Isaac. Jason Isaac is amazing in this. Uh, he's a captain, but he's a warmongering captain. He's he's a military oh, He's yes. a military man in Starfleet and he's willing to go to any length to win the war. And oh, yes. I mean thinking back to next generation, Captain Picard was the law. Not in a Judge Dredd sort of badass way... But... Captain Picard followed the rules... Unless the rules were terrible... Then he rewrote the rules to be... Better rules...
1: Yeah to fit him...
0: No no not to fit him... To make it better for everyone... Captain Captain Picard is... Just... A shining beacon of goodness... (laughs) Gabriel Lorca... The captain in this series... Is the kind of captain who Captain Picard would spend an episode hunting down in the next generation.
1: Ah, because of his disgraceful behavior towards... Someone or something. The rules. Yes,
0: Captain Picard would get a subspace message saying, Captain, there's a subspace message coming in from Starfleet. And then the Starfleet message would say, Captain Gabriel Lorca is refusing to return to the Starbase 72. We suspect something is afoot. And then Picard would track him down and... It would turn out that Gabriel Lorca had some fairly justifiable beef with someone. He might even be in the yeah. right. But Picard would say, you can't do it this way. And Gabriel Lorca would say, no, look, I'm doing it this way. Fuck you. And he'd go off to do it. <laughs> but then Picard would go, we can't fire on another Star Federation starship. So Picard would beam someone over to Gabriel Lorca's ship. And that person would have a heart-to-heart with him and convince Gabriel Lorca to turn himself over to the Enterprise and be brought back to Starfleet for trial.
1: Like the Columini like, episodes?
0: Well, they're all Columini episodes, but like the episode The Wounded. I've basically described the plot of yeah. The Wounded. And this captain in The Wounded, he was right. What was his name? Benjamin something. Benjamin Maxwell. Captain Maxwell. Uh, he was right. He, The Cardassians were planning for war. And he was attacking them.
1: The Kardashians are... Cardassians! I don't... Have... <laughs> the Kardashians. Kardashians! are... Cardassians! Right. That's what I said. The, the, the clothing lines, the makeup tutorials. This is all preparation for... for Classic Kardashian, Kardashian. Star Trek's confusion. all coming.
0: Um, but this is the interesting <laughs> thing. Lorca, this version of Lorca. There's no way that version of Picard would talk him down. He's a, ah. you know what I mean. He's a much more ra- you. You couldn't solve this problem in one episode of the Next Generation. Ooh. Ooh, he's a great character. He's a very, very good character.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check out Lorca now. That sounds look interesting. Ben, that watch the whole
0: series. It's a bloody hey. roller coaster ride of a series. Okay, and it only gets okay. better. No, that's not true. It lulls a bit somewhere, but then it only gets better after that.
1: After the lull. Post-lol.
0: It's a bloody breakneck thing as well. Um, here's another interesting thing about Discovery, Benjamin. Yes. My good lady partner, who I live with... Mm. Yes, mm. Uh, she really <laughs> yes. She really likes it. Yes. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> really? Um,
1: that is interesting because she's not a huge fan of what we no,
0: do. No. She bloody hates this podcast, for example. Uh, and she still calls she, t- <laughs> she still calls it Stargate... Every week she says, oh, the, oh. New, the new Stargate episode was on. I'm like, All right, I'm not correcting you anymore. It's, that's just what we're <laughs> calling it. <laughs> it's it's Star- Stargate <laughs> Discovery. That's the name of oh. the program in this house.
1: It's a hard life. Ben,
0: this show is very much Star Trek for the Grey's Anatomy generation. Mm. There's,
1: is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: It depends what you think of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, one of the most popular series of the last bloody two decades.
1: Can't argue with that.
0: And very influential. Like there's quirky characters, quirky characters who talk too much. There's uh, mm-hmm. different romances on the ship between such and such and this mm-hmm. person, and then we see them them balancing their work life with their family life and whatnot. It's uh it's very much Star Trek for for the Grey's Anatomy generation. Some of the characters, yep. some of the characters in it, read. Like you'd taken a character from Grey's Anatomy and put them on a spaceship. Okay. Uh, particularly, I'm talking about Tilly, who you haven't met yet, and the uh, the the engineer Stamets, who you also haven't met yet. But okay. you, you, I'll, you I'll will, and I, I challenge you not to think Grey's Anatomy when they're when they're doing their thing. Okay,
1: okay. Fair so it, it's up to you. High praise. There.
0: Yeah. Um, The other thing is, there's a couple of uh, little throwbacks in this. Uh, Are you familiar with Tasha Yar?
1: Tasha, you'd have to give me something she was in. Tasha Yar
0: was in, no, she's a character. She was in The Next Generation. She was the the chief security officer in the first few episodes of season one. And then she was kind of surprisingly and uh, quickly killed off, I think in the ninth episode or something like that. And there's a little homage to this in this series that chief security officers keep dying very quickly. So there's lots of little little throwbacks to the next generation in this.
1: Okay. So you think it's a nice hybrid for a new generation?
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I think, um, who am I to say what Gene Roddenberry would think, but um, I think Gene Roddenberry would hate it because okay. I think Gene Roddenberry would hate insecure petty people m- maneuvering against each other and
1: because those those aren't the human beings of tomorrow for today
0: Exactly they're not the mature human race human race evolved into a, a perfect society spreading their perfection through the galaxy Yeah
1: okay interesting There's also interesting. there's also
0: been there's quite a lot of there's an interesting thing about this series that it's it's in continuity pretty well with Enterprise. The bastard stepchild of Star Trek.
1: If you could explain what Enterprise is to me, because I'm a little bit unclear. Enterprise
0: Enterprise was a prequel series. Okay. Um, uh, Is this the
1: one with the lady captain?
0: No, that was Voyager.
1: Oh, God.
0: And, I mean, her name was Captain Janeway, and she had other characteristics than being the lady captain. I,
1: I never... I never watched the goddamn show. How would I know how to distinguish her uh, as a person? Chronologically.
0: Again, I never watched. Yeah. Go on. Kro- me. Chronologically, Voyager is the last <laughs> series. After Voyager ended. Oh, okay. After Voyager ended, for whatever reason, everything became about prequels. Okay. So we went back to the very beginning and had Enterprise. And Enterprise is set about 40 years before the original series. Okay. And then Discovery is set about 30 years after Enterprise and about 10 years before the original series.
1: Okay, so Spock is on the way.
0: Spock would be a fully grown adult by this stage. He would be a lieutenant commander, I think. So
1: there will be a there will be a Spock cameo at some point in this. I
0: don't know. This is the thing. A lot of it I think I was talking about this with my lady partner because we now have conversations about Star Trek. Although I had I to keep using
1: <laughs> how times have it's, how times have it's changed. weird. It's, uh, but look, Ben, yeah.
0: you started this conversation by asking why has it? Why are fifty three million people watching and talking about it? Yeah, and that's what I want. There's to know. the interesting thing; they've somehow attracted a someone who can't even remember oh. the name of the show, but who has seen ten series of Grey's Anatomy.
1: So, so, could you say that this is for the next generation of Star Trek fans? <gasps> yeah. Got it. In yeah, the podcast, so Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Can't even remember what I was saying now. I'm so disgusted.
1: Um, no. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You were saying that they have somehow managed to attract a brand new generation of oh, no. people. Yeah, who I was saying that. Watch something Bef- like Before <laughs> I
0: was saying that. Before I was saying that, I was rambling about. Um, they, I was talking about this with my lady partner. And... I can mm. see no benefits and only drawbacks to this being a prequel series. Oh. For example, they have a lot of technology which appears to have disappeared by the time the, next, the original series rolls yeah. around. And I mean, the benefits are you can make her Spock's sister. Maybe, Ben, maybe they're going somewhere with this. But I think it's a little bit of a fear to just move on past Voyager. And it would have been fine. It would have still worked. You could have ended Voyager and then moved on 250 years. Say the Klingons dropped off the map and now they're back. I mean, a lot of it still would make a lot of sense. But um, just take a look look at the rest of it, Ben, because it's very much different from the first two episodes.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Sounds good ringing endorsement there from Michael Leonard
0: Oh people can't see me when I wave I forgot
1: Yeah now you, now that you I can, can't see you now you
0: that I can see you on screen I kind of forget that people can't see us Don't yeah don't
1: see us on screen yeah. We we could we could theoretically try at some point to have like to split our videos together at some point and turn that into our video that would be We'd have to buy webcams um, though we do we do we not have well them? these
0: aren't good enough i would i'm not con look at the grainy face yeah also that's fair we're very grainy. also you'll have to become considerably more photogenic
1: i think i think we both know that out of the pair of us i am the most photogenic man nah on the screen right now nah, definitely not <laughs> this lighting this lighting is amazing look, i look like i've been lit from you, above it's,
0: it's no awesome. hair on your neck whatsoever
1: there was never any hair on my neck. There's no hair on my chest either. Was no! It? Put your clothes like, back on!
0: Oh no, this is turning into a weird... You're nothing. so pale. You, you must be the...
1: Incredibly pale. You
0: must be the object of quite a lot of mockery in Italy.
1: People keep walking up to me with garlic and crucifixes. I can't figure out why. <laughs> uh, it's, just a, it's just an Italian
0: delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> ben, do you want to try this Olio Crucifixico? It's delicious. <laughs> Ben, let's go before we gets any worse. that's <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, okay, alright, everybody. Fair well, hold on. Uh, follow us all on right. YouTube. It's ben, do the end bit. I can never remember what to say. Yeah, so, uh,
1: first of all, if, if you do feel like commenting on our stuff, let us know which uh, iteration of Star Trek you like. Are you a new fan Star Trek? Do you hate Star Trek? Um, do you love Star Trek? Uh, who is the better captain? Who'd win in a fight? Picard or Kirk? Kirk. It's definitely Picard. Uh, no, Picard. Kirk would win a fight? hands yeah but it'll never get to a fight that's the point um yeah so anyway let us know down below um as always give us now like there um and do subscribe do subscribe oh and for anyone that's back listening to us from last week thank you very much for helping our view count last week Um we we had a very popular episode last week
0: Um, thank you very much as it turns out very popular
1: yeah mass effect who knew who knew uh anyway that's all from us bye bye